Well, if you look at Siete specifically, they weren't even Siete. They were called Must Be Nutty. So during the course of the program, there was a, a kind of a repositioning and a rebranding that took place, but they were very, very small when they joined SKU. Just remember Siete was where they were, they are where they are now. It's, you know, it's been a long journey and they say what overnight success has take 10 years. So just remember that. Welcome to the Startup CPG podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. Most of us know the term SKU for stock keeping unit, but I'm excited to introduce you to a SKU that's actually a program with opportunities for our Startup CPG community members. Today, we get the chance to talk with Emily Keeley and Michelle Breyer from SKU, a world-class accelerator driven by a community of the nation's top CPG leaders, successful founders, and industry experts. SKU's intensive programs offer best-in-class education, hand-picked teams of mentors, and access to retailers and investors, all dedicated to building brands that change lives. Both longtime CPG industry experts, Emily is the managing director of SKU and Michelle is the chief marketing officer at SKU. Listen in as Michelle and Emily cover SKU's many programs open to CPG companies nationwide, tips for a successful application, success stories of SKU alumni like Siete, Epic Provisions, and Ourobora, and details on how to apply for future cohorts and take advantage of SKU's many resources. Hi, Emily and Michelle. Welcome to the show today. How are you both? Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's so fun to get to talk with both of you. Uh, I love multi-guest interviews. So I'd love if you could start us out by each telling us a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about SKU. Yeah, Michelle, you go. Okay, great. Um, Big fan of Startup CPG. Love you guys. Um, My name is Michelle Breyer, and I'm the chief marketing officer here at SKU. I actually joined SKU as a mentor back in 2019 after I sold my company, which was a curly hair company and kind of an expert in the beauty industry. But it's like a thrill to be able to work with founders and mentors every day. And I'm Emily Keeley. I'm the managing director of SKU. I came on to manage the SKU Dallas track last year, and I've been in CPG for about 20 years doing everything from cat food to mobile phones to citrus, (laughs) anything you can think of. And I love doing our job as well because it really does. uh, It's the perfect fit of supporting entrepreneurs in CPG and working with amazing mentors and partners. So thanks so much for having us today. Awesome. That's great. And can one of you just tell us a little bit more about SKU as an organization? I know a lot of some of our community members have definitely seen the name before. I know uh, Andy Kurtz in our group has definitely always told me amazing things. So that's why I was part of why I was so excited to connect with you both because I'm like, oh, I've always heard such great things about the organization. So I'd love just kind of an overview about you know, the types of work that you do, and then we'll we'll dig into, into more details for sure. Yeah. So SKU was founded in Austin in 2011 by uh, lawyer Sherry Wynn Ressler and Clayton Christopher, who founded Sweet Leaf Tea and Deep Eddie Vodka, some pretty well-known names there, with the mission really of accelerating CPGs. You know, there's a lot of tech and other things out there, but there was nothing really for consumer packaged goods. And I read somewhere that the average consumer interacts with more than 42 CPGs a day. And if you're in my house with all these kids and animals, it's more like 100,000, I feel like. And so I think we realized that we needed to have an ecosystem that really supported these disruptive founders and really apply that layer of mentorship and partnership to really accelerate these household brands 
of tomorrow. And that's really what SKU's mission is, is to make those household brand names and provide those really necessary resources for these founders that they just normally don't have, plus the networking and the guidance that they need to really be successful. Great. As you mentioned, you, you mentioned Dallas and you know being founded in Texas, but as I looked into it, it looked like the programs aren't necessarily limited to applicants and brands that are based in Texas. Is that correct? Yeah. And I, um, I can speak to a little of that because it's one of those silver linings of COVID. Um, when I started with SKU, we were very much an Austin accelerator. And we had just expanded into New York with Beyond Brands. Um, we were in the middle of our eighth cohort when COVID hit. And we had to pivot quickly. And I know you guys, uh, it, it also impacted the way that you guys have expanded. Um, it provided opportunities in ways that we hadn't really uh, thought of before because suddenly we were virtual and that enabled us to have speakers from around the country, um, mentors from around the country, founders from around the country. And um, our reach just grew dramatically um, because suddenly geography wasn't limiting us. So even though we are based in certain areas, um, we have a a Dallas cohort and Atlanta cohort, all of those cohorts draw from really all over the country, um, both mentors, speakers, and founders. That's great. That's excellent. So very accessible to basically all of our, our community members that are interested, definitely relevant. I'm also wondering if you could, SKU has a lot of amazing programs. And I'm wondering if you could kind of walk through some of the different types of programs, like I've seen there's Elevate and Beyond. And can you talk a little bit about the different types of programs and their differences between each other? Yeah, I think um, so. We have Austin and Atlanta actually running right now concurrently. Um, and those are our equity tracks. And as we mentioned, SKU Dallas is coming up with applications closing on May 30th, and people can go apply at SKU.is and learn more information there. And then we also, that's also an equity track as well. And then we also have Elevate, which um, this is Michelle and I's kind of baby that we sat down one day um, over a glass of wine, which is the best things happen over a glass of wine. And we really wanted to change how the industry looked and wanted to support more minority owned founders. So we created Elevate. Um, and it is our best in class curriculum surrounded by our incredible mentors, kind of the who's who of CPG. And uh, we put them onto a track as well. The only difference is that this one does not take equity out of those companies. We actually want to be able to provide more of a stipend for them and really help them you know, get to the next level. And Michelle actually ran the track last year and we've seen some pretty good success, right, Michelle? Oh my gosh, it, it, it far exceeded our expectations. We had 10 brands that participated um, and all these brands, we wanted smaller brands. So we had some brands that were just selling at like one farmer's market. And one of those brands, um, she makes babka and she made it in her kitchen. And she was probably doing maybe $2,000, $3,000 a month. And she had amazing mentors who are still working with her today and got a lot of really good information uh, about, you know, how to how to create a sales channel and, you know, how to scale. And she's going to do half a million dollars, like barely a year later. So that was, you know, really, really um, incredibly, you know, rewarding for all of us to see because we were able to see just how powerful, you know, what we do is whether you're a tiny company or whether you're a $5 million company. Yeah. And I think also like, you know, harkening back to that, that it can be anywhere. We did open Elevate up 
to uh, nationally. And we got so many great com- uh, companies applying for uh, this track that's coming up on June 8th that kicks off. Um, we're really excited to see what this track looks like. Um, there's a, a lot of great candidates from, from all over. So it's going to be exciting to watch. Great. And then I think there's also, is it Impact and Beyond? Are those also still programs? Yes. Yeah, so we have Beyond Skew, which is happening in New York. They are actually, their pitch showcase day is actually next Tuesday. Michelle and I are going up to New York to go help that team celebrate. They're just now wrapping up and we'll be back for next year. And Impact Skew was in Minneapolis. And that was a social impact uh, track that we had. And we're seeing, you know, what's going to happen with that one next. Um, obviously, we had Atlanta expand this year. So we're going to see what happens with that in uh, 2023. Excellent. And you mentioned that the the Dallas and some of the other tracks are equity tracks. And not all of our community members are necessarily familiar with the accelerator model that has the, the equity part. Can you explain a little bit about what that means when it's an equity track? So in a typical SKU track, um, the companies don't pay money to be part, a part of the program, but they do give up a little, a little bit of equity in their company to be a part of it. And, you know, really what they get in exchange is this highly, highly engaged uh, mentor community that is really, you know, our mentors want to mentor because they love mentoring, but they also have a little bit of skin in the game. And so that means like a higher level of engagement. And many of these mentors go on to help them, you know, years later. It's just a really amazing kind of relationship. And I, I like to kind of think back to when I had my company and we, we gave out equity to different advisors and it, I, they get so much more value out of the SKU community and these these amazing mentors who really, um, you know, dig in and they're, you know, like I said, they're they're with them, you know, for the for duration, like they're with them forever because of that kind of high level of commitment they have. Right. OK. Yeah, that. That's great. What size and, you know, level are the the brands usually that you're working with? You know, when is a brand ready to come to you that, you know, the brands that you've seen be really successful? When are they what what kind of metrics are they usually hitting kind of showing that they're ready for a, a partnership like this? We look for market validated brands that have at least they can they typically are not pre-revenue. Uh, we want to see that there's some some traction. Um, but you know, we've had really small companies that have been some of our most successful companies, for instance, Siete and Epic Provisions. And recently, Ourobora, um, when Paul came into the program, he uh, had just launched and he was in one retail outlet and was selling online, but there was something special about the company. Like there was just a gut feeling we had about, about Ourobora and, you know, he's he's on fire right now. So typically we like to look at companies um, with revenues of a hundred thousand or more, but it's not hard and fast because there are those um, companies that just really have that magic about them uh, that may be smaller. And those founders too, the ones that are just, you know, just so, so um, I think there's something about, they have that, I hate to say je ne sais quoi, but that it factor as well, that you can just tell that they're, they're vulnerable, they're ready. And um, I think so. what makes this job so exciting is getting to work with those founders like Dallas last year. I think when it ended, I was going through track withdrawal because <laughs> we missed, we missed the founders so much. They're just so, so incredible and dynamic to work with. And you just want to see them be um, so successful um, and help grow their business any way you can. So that's what's magical about about this whole this whole job and why we get out of bed every day. Yeah. And those relationships just continue. I mean, we we are in contact with our alumni, you know, all the time. You know, we we find out about some new potential partnership and a retailer that might be good for them. We're constantly reaching out to to see 
how we can help them um, because, you know, they're like Emily said, like they become family for us. They're that's really the magic of SKU. I keep on saying there's lots of magic things about SKU, <laughs> but you know, like, there's there is a lot of magic about SKU. But like the founders are really the core of it. And, um, you know, they're the reason that mentors want to get involved um, because, you know, these are. We, we have a knack for picking really, really special, amazing founders. Yes. And our mentors are also magic too. The whole thing is magical. There you our, go. Our mentors are our special sauce. They, there, you, <laughs> there, there we go. go. There we go. They're the, they're the, yeah, they're, they're incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like Andy Kurtz, um, like Andy kind of exemplifies like the type of mentor we like to have, who, you know, so knowledgeable, incredibly um, generous with his time and, um, you know, just very empathetic and very committed, you know, like mm-hmm. that is, that is what we look for in a mentor. Yeah, that's, that's no surprise here. We're very glad that Andy is, is part of a uh, start of CPG and I'm glad he's part of SKU too. So I love this. There's, there's so much magic going around. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. I'll, I promise I'll find a synonym. <laughs> I won't use magic anymore. It's kind no, of, like yeah, it. getting old here with it. It works. It works. (laughs) Yeah, I think it works. I'm into it. I'm also wondering the kind of, you know, the kind of goals that founders are thinking about that also make them a good fit or, or what, or what kind of goals maybe that make them, you know, founders may have other goals that maybe don't line up with, with being a part of SKU or, or not being quite the right fit. Or is, do you have any, you know, have you seen in the uh, the past of any applications of like, oh, like if, if you're going down this track, you're probably not the right fit kind of thing. I'll jump in with that because I think a lot of times we have brands who are amazing. They have a great product. They've got a great founder, but they don't really have a desire you know, like their their end goal isn't necessarily to to have a, a exit of some kind. They don't really want to be acquired. They're 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 doing an amazing job. They they employ people. They they create a great product, but it, they're a quote unquote lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. That is not the type of brand that SKU is looking for. We want those brands that have that desire to be the next Siete, to be the next Epic Provisions. They want to have some kind of um, you know, exit event. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's helpful. When you're giving up equity in your company, that's usually the best way. There are, of course, other ways, but that's usually the best way for those who had equity to make the return is that acquisition event. And I think sometimes that can be a that can be confusing uh, for brands. So that's helpful to know. Yeah. And I want to stress that, you know, like that doesn't need to be a goal for every brand. That's not like a metric of success. Um, You know, like you can be an amazing, amazing brand, like I said, and, and never have a desire to be acquired. And you are like, if you create a product and you employ people, you are a success. Absolutely. And I think it's too, it's like, you know, we talked to a few brands like, you know, I don't know if I want to be a national brand. And I was like, that's probably, we're probably not the best fit for you. Even if it's not wanting to have an exit, it's definitely wanting to be a national brand of some, some, you know, scope there. I think that Mm -hmm. that's really because that's what we're trying to get you to. Um, and if that's not your desire, that's really cool. You want to stay in Austin and be in Austin, not go anywhere else. That's like school for you. But I think that that's really our goal as well as like wanting to be that national brand, like looking at someone like Dude Wipes, who's you know massive now that went through SKU. Um, they're a really great example of that. Right. 
Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about the kind of typical format of the programs? I believe they're usually 12 weeks and you mentioned a lot like the mentor network. So I'm curious about kind of, you know, what someone would expect kind of day to day, week to week as they're going through the program and beyond. Yeah. And I think, if, you know, uh, I had the the sheer joy of uh, getting to run Dallas last year when I first uh, joined on. And um, it is a 12 week program. It is uh, surrounded by mentors. And I like to call mentors kind of like your Yodas, right? They are there to guide you and be there for you um, all the way through. And what I love about what SKU does is that we sit down with each founder and ask them about their unique needs. Um, I remember I actually owned a pie business here in Austin. <laughs> and I was like, man, if I had gone through SKU and had you know people that surrounded me from my industry, um, knew my needs in particular, would have been so helpful because you just have this group of people that are there to support you. So during the 12-week course, it starts from everything from branding and positioning, which is where we really first start. Um, Michelle and I are both marketing and PR people at hearts. And so um, I think we think we like to think about that part first and really setting the groundwork for your company because that builds itself off uh, the rest of the curriculum. And then it goes through you know operations, how to hire, uh, channel strategy, data analytics, all the way into learning learning about fundraising and what it means to fundraise and also Michelle's passion, alternative forms of fundraising as well. And during that 12-week course, it's a it's a three-hour class um, held typically on Tuesdays and then followed by a mentor breakout session with your individual mentor teams. And then it moves on into, you also have like a weekly mentor meeting with just your mentors that really focuses on your company-specific needs. So that's really makes it the, like the, the mentors, the special sauce, right? And then we are really gearing towards the very end of it, getting towards Pitch Showcase Day. As I mentioned, New York is coming up um, next Tuesday beyond, for Beyond Skew. And then um, Austin, Atlanta happens sometime in early June. And it's really cool to watch because watching the, the founders when they first start, you know, talking about their business versus the end is once again, magical. <laughs> it's like one of those things you get them down to this five minute pitch and they're talking about their business so succinctly. It's just been incredible to watch these founders. And so that's really the kind of the uh, the end part of the of the the whole entire course is that pitch showcase day, and then of course when you're when you're done with the curriculum, you can't get rid of us that easily. Or your mentors, we we stick to you like glue, right? Um, and we we are there with you um, after after curriculum to help you support, like Michelle said, um, in anything you might need. Yeah, and it's kind of cool the showcase day. Another thing that kind of pivoted during COVID, we used to have like a huge bash here in Austin. It was so much mm -hmm. fun, you know. 600 people, you know, retailers and investors and CPG leaders, but it was very much like the event happened and then it was over. And, um, you know, it was like a moment in time. And the showcase video happened again, because we weren't meeting in person, but it kind of created a way for them to be, you know, accessible to everybody around the country and to, to get the word out about them to investors and retailers around the country. And they had something like kind of concrete that they could send to potential investors. Um, so it, it really kind of morphed into something kind of bigger. Um, we still have in-person, you know, events and opportunities, but really, you know, like our goal for these companies is how do we get them out there to the people who can help make them successful, which is like, we want the retailers to be hungry to bring them in the stores. We want the investors to want to, you know, put money into their companies. I mean, like that, that really is the goal of SKU, like to tee them up in a way that they, you know, can, are going to be able to scale quickly. Excellent. That, that sounds amazing. I love the combinations of the, you have the 
being part of your cohort, you have access to the broader network of everyone that's been in the program, the mentors, and then you're getting individualized attention via your mentors to your specific needs. I think that, that you're, you know, really checking all sorts of different boxes to kind of surround the the founders and their companies and support them. So that's really cool. And I I think, too, the other part that is uh, we need to mention is also the founder relationships. The, the friendships that come out of the founders themselves is also uh, have been just fantastic to watch. They uh, Most of our tracks, like Dallas and I think it was uh, Ski Austin uh, 9, still have a monthly call where they just get together and talk. <laughs> and um, it's crazy. And it's it's just, once again, magical to watch. Yeah. And it was so exciting to see at Expo West because it was okay. almost like uh, a reunion. All the mm-hmm. founders got together. They were hanging out together. One of them who doesn't have a product that would be sold at Expo West actually came down because he wanted to be with his, you know, like these people are are like beyond friends. They're, they've gone through this incredible experience with each other many cases that like they are like the biggest champions for these other other brands and helping get the word out about them but yeah it was like one big happy reunion at expo west and i I love watching the emails swirl around too like hey i've got this issue does anybody have a problem you know have a solution here and everyone chimes in to come help like oh i talked to this here and it's just it's just this ongoing support network um just for forever through SKU. yeah well as that all sounds great and you know you have some you have an application open now applications open in the future i'm also wondering about your thoughts on kind of application best practices and some do's and don'ts i know that i i you know, looked through the application myself and it, it's fairly extensive. We talked in the past on the podcast with accelerators. A lot of times the applications are fairly extensive and to not let that, not let that worry you or, you know, and it's going to be worth the time because A, they're good things for you to think about. And B, you want to join a program that's really a good fit for you. And that's why the applications are, you know, the way they are. But I'm curious about your perspective about the application and how people can, you know, what you really like to see when you, when you have an application come in. That that's going to be a good fit. Yeah, we like to encourage people not to be afraid of the application process. Um, and if they are having issues with it, to kind of e- make sure they email us. Um, if I, I can give you an email of one of our our people who can um, you know have a conversation with you, it shouldn't. We we don't want it to be too intimidating. On the other hand, um, really, if to get the most out of SKU, you're going to have to provide some of this information. You're going to, we like to say, and I, I don't want this to sound the r- wrong way. You, you need to take off your clothes and, and be naked to the, to the, to the world so that they can really help you. You need to be able to show kind of where you're at in terms of your business and to be able to describe it and, and to be able to, um, share those financial figures. Um, because that's really, you know, that's going to help us decide which companies are the, the best fit for the program. So, um, but if you're having any issues, we want you to reach out, you know, if, if there are certain aspects of the the application that are are overwhelming or intimidating, uh, you know, please reach out. You know, we we do want you know if you have a great company and you are an amazing founder, we don't want the application to be so so daunting that you you don't apply. I think that's also a really important point too, as you go through the track um, as well, Michelle. To like, you know, you also have to be vulnerable. That's one of the things we tell founders as well. Is you know, you have to be able to share financials and share those openly. And you may have to be able to hear. I, I hate this phrase, but that your baby's ugly, or you know, like you've got to be able and open and ready to share all this information as well, because that's how 
we can, you know, we can help you, right? Like if we see a pothole, we might be able to fix it up pretty quickly for you. Like, you know, last year there was, there was an issue with someone's co-man and the terms were just off and we, we were able to step in and help and the terms got changed and, you know, they were, they were, were off to the races. So I think it's really important that, you know, with that application to, to remember that, that that's also a, a good sign as you go through the track of, of opening everything up. And as Michelle said, get naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. This isn't the, this isn't the moment for puffery and trying to sound bigger you are, sound like you have it all together because that if, if you had it all together, then why are you applying for help through a program? So, exactly. you know, you, <laughs> <Exactly. Right. laughs> yeah, open it all up so that, you know, you have this, these teams of experts and mentors, and then you're able to unpack and get the help. And yeah, it can be, it's, it's a very vulnerable place to be in, but that's the beauty of these programs is, is you taking that step of vulnerability a lot of times opens you up to opportunities and to growth that you wouldn't have been able to achieve on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, being able to verbalize why you even want to be a part of SKU is really important. What do you hope to get out of SKU? You know, we want companies, um, you know, we talked a little while back about, you know, a company that might not be a good fit. If your only goal is to raise money and you're not interested in the other aspects, um, you know, like you, you, you think you have your strategy completely together and, you don't really want that help, uh, you're probably not a good fit for SKU. So mm -hmm. being able to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what you hope to accomplish, uh, you know, that's an important part of the application. And would you say that the being able to be more specific is also helpful? I'm curious on like, you know, like we, we are, we need a new new packaging and we're looking for figuring out help with that or operationally we're trying to figure out how to hire more people and how to you know update our systems versus saying you know we're trying to grow 50% this year or we're trying to go national like is is more specific more helpful when you have the applications come in I would say you don't have to be that specific um you can talk about like you need help growing you need help on a on a higher level um because during the the finalist interview process we we will dig a little deeper we just want to know that there are areas that you you are open to you know that you you know you need help in yeah because um yeah we can help in so many different ways and i think one of again the magical things about skew is that companies come in and they may have a sense of like where they think they need help and they may discover that there's all these other areas and opportunities that they didn't even know about you know, like we have companies that reposition during SKU or they may rebrand based on, you know, some of the things they're learning and, you know, like some research they're doing with the help of their mentors on their on their brand and on their, um, you know, their market. And so they may go in thinking they need one thing and come out with a lot of other, um, you know, kind of benefits and changes that they they didn't even think about. There was one that thought they had their position down and then they realized first class that they did not and actually worked the entire duration of of the 12 weeks on that positioning, just, you know, incredible to watch because I think everyone felt really secure in it. And then they, they realized that it was kind of this eye-opening moment and it shifted everything that they did for the better. Right. So that's, that's the beauty of skew there. I said, beauty, not magical. The beauty of skew um, <laughs> is, is that right there. And, and, but it's because these founders are once again, vulnerable and open 
to, you know, taking the mentor feedback and, um, you know, really taking all of that in. And then, you know, I think filtering it through their, their themselves and like their goals and then coming out the other side stronger. Right. And you've mentioned a couple kind of success stories along the way. I'm wondering if you have any others, you know, stories that you could share about brands that have done really well in the program and kind of where they were at when they came in and where they were, they were at at the end or even now. I'd love to hear some stories. Well, yeah, we've got the, you know, the Siete and the Epic Provisions, um, the Epic uh, story. And then, you know, Dude Wives has also been incredible. And I know, Michelle, you mentioned, you know, Ouroboros, like where he was, uh, in that quote that he get, he's, he says a few times, right? He was selling, how many cans was it? Then he kind of just catapulted uh, towards uh, great success, correct? Yeah, well, he talks about having uh, 30,000 cans and, you know, like in a, in a basement, basically. And he came out of SKU as, you know, a business, like he knew who he was, he knew he had his strategy and not to take, you know, like Paul is Paul. Paul is an amazing, smart, dedicated founder. And so much of what he's done is because of, you know, his own creativity and, and, you know, kind of his commitment, but we kind of helped him see that he had a, a incredible business and he had the mentors who could help him kind of kind of shape his strategy. So I, I'd say that that was like one of the kind of the, one of the more exciting ones to watch because it happened so, so quickly. And um, it happened during COVID, too, which is kind of amazing. Uh, but yeah, but there's there's others that people may not know about. There's a company called Mosey Baby, which is an at home insemination kit. <laughs> and they're kind of on fire right now. Um, we have a company called Trophy Skin, which is a at-home kind of aesthetic tools. And he had an exit uh, two years ago. Um, so there's like the big high-profile companies. And then there's a lot of companies that, uh, you know, are are growing and, and kind of being very successful on a smaller level. One of my favorite things to do, and I know Emily and I talk about this all the time, is like to go into a Whole Foods and you go down the aisles and you're like, that's a SKU company. That's a SKU company. Oh, that, you know, like whether it's Better Bites, whether it's, um, you know, Wild Wonder, Hella Cocktail, uh, like it's, it's very, very exciting to see that. And to know in some cases, like they're in that store because of the contact that you made for them or, you know, like, you know, you are a part of helping them kind of get to that next level. I'll add on one more here of uh, Zach and Delissa uh, Harper from uh, Funky Mellow. They're part of the Elevate track. I remember when Zach started this company when I met him three years ago, and they are a local, just a little unicorn that's hopping, like popping into retail all over Austin. I think they just got into Central Market or Whole Foods, but just watching their success has been so incredible to watch. Um, just because the Elevate track when you just happened last year, and they're just they're growing, you know, they're just in so many doors now. Even just around in Central Texas is just even that's just great to watch. Right, is watching them be successful. Yeah, those are great stories. I'm also curious about, you know, when you mentioned brands like Epic and Siete, those are great, but I also, it feels a little intimidating as well of like, oh, well, my brand's not at that level. And I'm curious about, you know, what, what level are some of those bigger brands at when, when they join the program and leave versus, you know, obviously they're, they're very, very large brands now. So I'm curious about some of, you know, some of those that have really taken off. Where were they though, when they were, when they were in skew, just so it feels a little bit more relatable, I guess, to, to, 
to, you know, maybe where our, our audience sizes. Well, if you look at Siete specifically, they weren't even Siete. They were called Must Be Nutty. And they were selling their products in basically plastic baggies to the local food co-op. So during the course of the program, there was a, a kind of a repositioning and a rebranding that took place. But they were very, very small when they joined SKU. So I don't want anyone to feel intimidated uh, by, you know, kind of looking at these big companies and saying like, like, there's no way we could ever be like that. If you have a really, really good product and, and you're like super committed to it, like there's so much opportunity. And um, I mean, that's what SKU is there for, like to plug in all these amazing mentors who have done it before and they have that expertise and they can you know, like they can help you not have to recreate the wheel. There are certain things that, um, you know, whether it's finding a co-manufacturer and you don't know anything about that and it can be very intimidating. And we have one one case of that right now where the mentor is an expert. He jumped in, he got on the call with the founder so that she could see, you know, the the language and the and so the co-man also had a sense that like she wasn't she she had someone behind her who knew what he was doing and it really helped with those negotiations, right? Because, you know, like she wasn't going in blind. So Mm -hmm. having those types of things happen, you know, it can be so powerful for these companies. I think too, like a lot of time we, we, when we go on calls with founders, like, you know, they're like the passionate chemist or the passionate chef or the passionate baker. Like they know how to bake, you know, a really mean pie or whatever that is. And we're looking at them, you know, from that passionate perspective. And like, we like to say, you know, skew is a PhD in CPG. Like we don't expect you to come in and know everything. And if you don't want to be at Siete's level, that's also fine too, right? So I think that that's really how we surround you with that expertise and help you get that PhD in CPG. Um, It's just really important for for anyone listening right now is, you know, just remember Siete was where they were, they are where they are now. It's, you know, it's been a long journey. And they say what, overnight successes take 10 years. So just remember that too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) We always try to have a lot of um, interaction with our former founders that our cohorts can, you know, kind of talk to and learn to maybe those people who are just like one or two steps ahead of them. So it's not intimidating, but they can hear, you know, like about that growth process. Um, Because yes, to your point, it can be very intimidating to see like, how do I get from here all the way to there? Well, there's, you know, people in our network who can help them along the way by sharing their stories. Um, You know, that can be one of the most powerful parts is just to hear from those other founders. Right. That's that's great. And can you talk a little bit about the we we talked about it a little bit earlier that the application for SKU Dallas is open right now. There's going to be another program opening up. I wonder if you can talk about kind of current openings, what's coming up, what people can look out for. You mentioned the the application deadline, but I'm wondering if we just kind of, you know, have that in here one more time so that people know when and how to apply. Yeah. If they go to um, SKU.is, you can find the Dallas application. It'll be open until May 30th. Um, so please go ahead and get those in if you can. And then we'll be making those decisions, obviously, um, you know, through the the rest of of, uh, June. And then the actual Dallas cohort kicks off in August and runs through November, beginning of November, not the end of November, the beginning of November. And if you submit an application, it sounds like the you expect at some point, if you make it to kind of the next round, then it it goes 
goes to an interview round. Is that right? Correct. And it's, it's kind of nice because that's another way that we engage our, our mentors is they're a part of that finalist interview round. So, um, you know, like they're all coming at it from different perspectives. Like we have, uh, you know, innovation R&D mentors. We have people who are e-com mentors, you know, operations. And so they're all asking different types of questions and, you know, like through their lens, um, kind of looking at uh, the different companies and then they're ranking the companies and their input is very important to us. So, um, yeah, those, those founder finalist interviews happen, um, you know, those will be happening in, I think, late June. Yeah. Okay. And if and if a brand doesn't get accepted, do you encourage people to reapply next time another program offer, you know, opens and they're a little bit further down the road? How do you feel about reapplications? Always. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) We, yeah. we had a couple that applied to one track and didn't get in and came back and applied to another track. And we looked at their like their growth and it, you know, we already were familiar with the company and they they did get in. Um, so, yeah, we, we love to kind of have that continuing relationship. And I think, too, that any, you know, I've had a lot of uh, companies reach out to us just wanting to just chat, like Michelle said. Um, you know, I think we're always open for just having, there's a, a guy who had a, it was a banana a product, a product made with bananas, and it was fascinating. But he was just getting started, right? And he, <laughs> and he was in the development phase, and he's like, you know, how, you know, can I just pick your brain for five? It was like five minutes, and I was like, absolutely. So, you know, we're always here to help, um, regardless of you know you apply. If you ever just want someone to talk to, uh, we're we're here for you as well. So that's that's always an open door for us. Great. And is the website the best place to just kind of you know if if you're listening to this episode in a couple months and you want to see what's going on, is that the ba- best place to kind of stay up to date with what programs? are going to be opening up soon or applications that are open? Yes, absolutely. And it has a little bit more information on those programs. And then it also, you know, if you need more information, there's ways to contact us. Um, you know, like we, we're always here if there are more questions, you know, to, you know, you can set up a, a call. You know, we, we want to be we want to learn about you. We want to know more about you. And and uh, yeah, so don't feel intimidated, but definitely the, the website provides a lot of information. And it looks like there's a newsletter that can be, you can sign up for as well, that that way I'm guessing that gets you the, the most up-to-date alerts as well. Yes, definitely sign up for our newsletter. Yeah, we send out regular newsletters and they have all kinds of information, events we're having, um, tracks that are open, opportunities. Um, we actually just posted something about Startup C. CPG's um, grant program, COVID grant program. So we, we try to pull in information from around the CPG world uh, with our newsletters. And also, I think uh, LinkedIn, Michelle's marketing team is a LinkedIn. Um, just they're amazing. So they always put up information about our, our alumni. They do such an amazing job. Um, I think sharing just every opportunity that's out there, sharing you know information about our alumni. Um, so also go check us out on LinkedIn. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Lots of lots of amazing content on your website and your social channels, regardless of if a brand is a fit to apply yet or they may be down the road. And then, yeah, excited about these applications that are that are open. And hopefully we get lots of startup CPG brands uh, headed your your way. We definitely have uh, quite a few alumni, uh, which we love to see. So it's really cool. I'm excited. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up? I think that, you know, I love I'll just put a little plug in for what you guys are doing and how it aligns so well, you know, really with what we're doing. Like, I think we're all trying to really create, you know, 
an ecosystem where these merging brands can really thrive. And, um, you know, even if you don't get into one of our tracks, we want you to know, like, we are, we are here for you. We want to provide resources for you. And I, and I'm excited that there are so many more um, kind of resources for these emerging brands because we all want to see, you know, like they're they're the ones creating all these cool, innovative products. They're the ones like that the consumers want these these type of brands. So so, you know, we're we're happy that we're all kind of partnering to to make those opportunities possible. Yeah, I agree. I just think, thank you to the startup CPG community and all that you guys do for just everything. I'm really sad I missed the bowling party at Expo West. That was my one sad part. That I, but everything that you guys put on has just been so, I'll say magical. It's been really great to watch you guys. And I think just from everything from the Naturally Network to Startup CPG to SKU, you know, I, I remember starting in CPG, I guess, 20 years ago, and you'd use that acronym and no one knew what you were talking about. And now when you say it, uh, everyone's like, you work in the coolest industry. I'm like, I know I get to eat and drink and use beauty products and wear apparel all, like all the time. <laughs> so I love, I love working this industry. I love watching it grow. I, and I love watching these founders really disrupt the space over and over again. Um, there's just something so great about, about the industry we work in and watching Expo West. Uh, I think Michelle and I were so tired, but it was just rejuvenating almost to get back there with everybody. So our community is really, really special. And I hope it keeps growing the way that it does because uh, it's just up from here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Michelle and Emily. This has been really great to learn more about SKU and introduce this to our community or help them learn more if they weren't familiar. And we'll have lots of links in the show notes for people to apply, follow resources. And yeah, this has just really been a pleasure. I would say it was pretty magical. And I'm glad that... I'm <laughs> Thank you so much for spending some time on on the show. And, and yeah, look forward to just seeing SKU and Startup CPG and all of us continuing to work together in, in a super fun industry. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to our partner SKU. You can find the link to their website in the show notes. This Startup CPG podcast is executive produced by me, Jesse Freitag. Theme music is by the Super Fantastics. We'd love to have you join our community of founders and experts. Get the invite at startupcpg.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. It's the easiest way to help us grow our community. See you next time.